1: Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, business, and self. And I am just so thrilled to share my guests with you today. You see, it takes a village, and and sometimes it takes more than a village, it takes a global village to make a business run successfully. I started my product-based business, Easy Daisies, over 10 years ago, and I feel so fortunate, so blessed to have my path crossed with a, a, list, a logistics and shipping company that I am proud to have worked with now for over, I'm gonna say, over these last 10 years. And no matter how my company and my business model changed, I knew that I could always rely on a shipper. And I'm thrilled and so honored to have my guests today with me, with <clears throat> who are Rizwan Kermali, MTS Kermali, and Imran Kermali. Rizwan Kermali is the founder and CEO of eShipper. With over 30 years of experience in transportation and logistics in North America, Rizman played a key role in pioneering the first automated shipping platform in Canada. And he is just passionate about helping other entrepreneurs. And I feel so blessed and so honored to have met this man, I'm going to say 10 years ago, in person, MTS is the, the vice president. My pleasure. MTS Carmelli is the VP of Sales and Marketing at EShipper. He has tailored technology solutions for giant corporations, including Shell, GE, and KPMG, transitioning their works their workforce to become more mobile. He is incredibly humble, but he and his and I don't know like has helped EShipper's growth to increase by ten times just in these last five years. Uh, he is full of knowledge, and you have probably seen him featured in Huffington Post, CBC, Global News, just to name a few. And I'm so honored to have MTS with us today. And we have a surprise guest, which I'm so honored to have also here. And this is Imran Kamali. And he is incredible. Just I've just learned so much about him and in these few minutes that we just spoke and He's the director of e and marketing, and he's launching so many exciting programs that I cannot wait to share with you, and so much so that we're going to do a, a separate podcast with these each of these gentlemen because they are just incredible. So I just want to say welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table.
2: Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Just want to okay. note one thing, Elaine. Uh, yeah. You told us to all dress in black, but Riz really decided to be different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> A mental note: Yes, we are all black, <laughs> and I did not tell anybody to wear black. But, because you know, Rizwan just likes to stand out as he does. That is what he does. <laughs> now I try. <laughs> now this, like my listeners, like if you have never checked out eShipper, I I highly encourage you to. If you are a product-based business and you're wondering, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I sell my product and take care of the shipping, the logistics? And if you're like me, you are not a specialist in all areas. You are a creator. You created this fabulous product. But now what? Please, please, please do check out eShipper. And I actually have a code that you could use that gives you a $25 rebate. Um, off your first uh, shipping invoice and that code is EKT25. So check that out and get rewarded at the same time. Now, guys, Solomon, I am so honored to have you here. I, I just want to start with Rizwan. Rizwan, your story, like you didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm just going to create this uh, e-com enterprise that is going to take over the world. Can you Can you share a little bit about how you came to where you are today.
2: Yeah, thanks, Elaine. Obviously, um, I started out as a career driver in New York City. And that was in the mid 80s. Um, That's how I got into logistics, doing deliveries in Manhattan, Queens and the surrounding uh, states. Uh, In 89, I moved to Canada and um, at that time, I had decided that uh, I don't want to work for anybody. Uh, I want to do this for myself. So I actually had a 1980 Toyota uh, that I brought with me from New York. And uh, at that time, we didn't have cell phones, so I was using pagers. And started looking for customers so that I can do deliveries for them.
1: Wow. So
2: that was the start.
1: Just local deliveries.
2: Just local deliveries, and I was doing it myself. So I was dispatching, delivering, and billing for the company. It was a, I had a couple partners that had full-time jobs, but as far as the company was concerned, I ran the entire company. But that was the humble beginning. That's so beautiful. today, when a driver shows up at my door, I know what he's going through when it's snowing out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, in 1999, then I moved on after having sold two companies. I started the Canada Worldwide, which is the parent company of eShipper. And I quickly realized that the big boys, the the FedEx and the UPS of the world, did not have time for the small guy. Wow. Uh, At that time, we have to remember, Elaine, there was no internet the way we have it today. Absolutely. Right, so um, for customers to be able to ship, they either had to handwrite the waybills bills, and then the driver would come and sign each way bill. Mm-hmm. And if you had any volume, then the likes of FedEx and UPS will actually give you a computer system that's tied to your phone line that allows you to print labels using their printers at that time. Yes. But then in 2008, internet started coming into play and people were using modems at that time to connect to the internet. And uh, that's where I felt that the, the small to medium guys are at the disadvantage, just because they don't have the volume, they're not able to get any technology or the rates to compete in the, in, in the, in the market. So with that thought, I, with the technology that was available at that time, we thought about how, we, how about we build a platform just for the small to medium sized guys so that they can get on and be able to get the technology and be able to use these carriers at a much higher discounts than, compared to what they get at that time based on their volumes.
1: That's incredible I thing about eShipper. I love eShipper for that and how you share the small businesses like me just blows me away. Love it.
2: Well, like you like you said, uh, there are a lot more small businesses in the country that actually generates a lot more jobs than the big boys. Hmm. It's just that at that time, they were at a disadvantage. E-commerce was not a big thing at that time, but still people had to sh- ship parcels. So when I started eShipper, I actually, it was a, an uphill battle, I'll be honest with you, because most of the people that wanted to use the system could not afford internet. So I actually had to buy modems and give it to them for free so that they could connect on the internet. But that was then, 2008, yeah? Now, everybody has internet. Now, we have built our company around the fact that we have all the major carriers working with us, having seen the value that we'll bring to the table. And with the volumes that we have built, it only helps our community, our customers who are small to medium. The more service we bring on board, it allows them to have... Options basically,
1: yes, and because what you do, you provide options, which I have been so grateful for in my own journey. And as I'm listening to you, <clears throat> Rizwan, I, I i was that person who had Canada Post come in and set up a little printer in my house as I was shipping out of our house, and then UPS and Pure Later would be picking out from my house each once or twice a week <clears throat> with Canada Post coming once a week. Out of our little townhouse, and it was very insane. And then, uh, discovering eShipper, which shows you all the different uh, options and pricing for packages. When I first learned of eShipper, I it was as though a little bit of heaven opened up for me <laughs> because it was a lifesaver. And and how you just said that eShipper provides options, and but not just in in different uh carriers i'm talking about when i first started uh, selling to staples canada and they requested for me to have edi i had no idea what edi was and and i remember reaching out to to e and um talking with shabir and abdul and and you all kindly helped me uh figure that that out too so i am just always so grateful for eShipper.
2: Yes, I remember those days uh, very vividly, to be honest, because I remember we took a picture with you and your husband when you were at our yes. office, our old office, right?
1: Right. I think we filmed, didn't we film? Do we film? Yes. At, yes,
2: we did film in the warehouse.
1: Like a, a dragon stand update or something like that, I think, maybe.
2: <clears throat> yes, yeah. So, obviously, that's uh, how we started. That was the thought process behind it. However, now the world has changed. E-commerce is is the number one uh, factor in everybody's uh, life today. Uh, not too many people want to go to the uh, to the to the malls, right? Everybody wants to order online. I don't think my son Imran and MTS uh, ever go to the mall because every time I tell them, they say. Why do I need to spend an hour when I can sit in front of my computer and buy the same thing, and it will get delivered to me? So true. Right? Um, so, so, so things have changed. Uh, over the time, it forced us to, to be innovative, um, build the technology. Technology also does not stay constant. It keeps on changing. It gets, keeps on getting better. So we had to to introduce different modules on our platform. However, I must say I'm lucky. I, I'm one of those very few lucky guys that my entire family is in the business. My son left school and he didn't even think twice. The first thing he said, I'm gonna come and work with you. Uh, my daughter is with me. MTI was in the in, in UK and then he moved to Qatar and i had to go to qatar and tell him i need you i need you to give up your you know your arab luxury and come to canada and have to put up with the cold but i need you all and the same with my nephew mo uh, i had to go and grab him from london uk and now here i must say i think the last time i checked we have about almost 16 family members working within the seven companies that we own. And we have expanded, we have expanded, we are in the US, we are in the UAE, we are in India, and hopefully we're looking to set up some more countries uh, to grow our business. But I think uh, having done the due diligence in my early life, of knowing what it is like to be a driver to where to where i am today i think my 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 whole family including the you know the the kids they know that we have to be humble we have to be humble because if we want to work and deliver uh the best options to the small to medium-sized companies we have to understand their pains we're not gonna walk in in there and say hey Take it or leave it. No, it, that never works for the small to medium, and yeah. they have learned. Actually, today I have very little to do with the company uh, direction. The kids run the company, and I'm so grateful for that.
1: That is incredible. I, I think I've spoken to different uh, team members from eShipper and and they would say, "Oh, that was my uncle," or "Oh, that was." That was my dad. <laughs> like, wow, that is incredible. MTAs, I, I have to ask, how did you, I know your your father-in-law just said he went and grabbed you. <laughs> but tell tell me, like, what were your thoughts of joining into this, into eShipper? How did that
3: happen? Absolutely. <clears throat> so I actually studied engineering at school. Uh, so I studied uh, chemical engineering and business, and um, my my career path was always speaking to people and engaging. So I always had a career path to go into corporate sales, um, and I worked in, in in retail for about four of the five years that I was at university. So I loved sales, I loved being around people, um, and the engineering side of my 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 education really allowed me just to adapt to any solution or any situation. And just be a problem solver. So, being in the UK, working with the largest telecoms company in the world, uh, gave me really good grounding, right? Um, I learned a lot of corporate structure, uh, corporate operations, processes, and keeping myself accountable. And as Riz said, uh, I wanted some of that Arab money. So, I moved to Qatar uh, with a plan to move back to the UK in two years. And, and, you know, my family is all in the UK, my friends are all there. So, it was a difficult move uh, getting out of my comfort zone. But um, when 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 Riz and and, and my wife Sarah um, were asking me to consider a move to Canada, um, it was the last thing on my mind. Um, you know, joining the in-laws is always something that is uh, is a difficult move for anyone, right? Um, but one thing that kept playing on my mind was, I've studied and I've worked in the corporate world, and I always wanted to do something for myself. I always wanted to take that skill set. And yeah. process it from a small business into a medium enterprise business in the future, right. and so I felt like this was just the stars coming together. Like uh, it was the perfect fit for my my curiosity as well as my um, my, my my competitive nature, uh, going into a new market. And um, the plan initially was just to try it out. Like let's see how the first three years go. I've now been in Canada for nine years. Uh, I'm officially a Canadian citizen uh, as of two weeks ago, um, and I think that. Thank you. And I think that the key for me was just having this open mind, um, coming in and, and learning from, from the ground up. And uh, whilst I've built a large sales team or we've built a large sales team within the organization, oh. my first six months were dealing with clients, just learning from the ground, picking up the understanding of what do I want to train a sales guy to, to, to work on when he's speaking to a client? What are the yes. types of issues that we come up with? And I think, as Riz mentioned earlier, Um, we're not a business that says, take it or leave it. Uh, Our prognosis of issues is how do we find a solution to ensure we encapsulate the customer's needs? Um, And I remember the first time I was speaking to Riz before I came into the office, um, he said, look, the key thing about success is um, that you treat your customers like their family. Mm. And so that's a mantra that's flowed across the business from the top down Every single new person that gets trained at the company uh, knows that they're getting into a family business and that our community is our family. Treat them like you'd like to be treated. Um, and yeah, I think uh, you know the key to our success has always been be open to change, adapt with the times. And uh, every single day you will face a new challenge. The idea is how to overcome it.
1: All so good. So many great, great things. And what you just said, uh, quoting Riz, was uh, treat your customers like they are family, and and I can attest to that. And I, even though I'm, I'm meeting some of you for the first time, I I do feel very honored and, and special to be feel like I'm part of your family because no matter what, I as I said, no matter if my business changed, my business model changed, I knew that I could always rely on eShipper. And so thank you. Thank you for that. You you live what up is- to your word and I appreciate that so much. And thank you. thank you. And just so honored to be here with you all. That's I'm just gonna say that one more time. <laughs> Imran, I, I know your dad said it was like a no-brainer for you to to hop on board the e-shipper.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, I think Riz gives me too much credit sometimes because, you know, growing up, uh, it was never 100% that I was going to come into the business. And um, actually, all of our stories, mine, Riz's and MTS's are quite intertwined because coming out of college, um, I was being headhunted by Rolls Royce, by Procter and Gamble, um, and I wanted to go see my sister who is in Qatar with Intias, who I didn't know extremely well. I'd met him a few times and we'd hung out, um, but when we were over there, we got talking. I had just finished school, you know, thinking about what what would I like to do, and he had connections with the royal family over there. Um, so we ended up meeting with a few people. Uh, they built a smart city. It's called Busail. It's up now. Um, so Intias and I were speaking to a few of the representatives on getting the automation contract for that city. Um, so so we're actually in the process of it. I was starting to process my paperwork. And one day Riz sat down uh, at dinner with me and he said, you know, uh, the way things are going with the business, I'm, I'm gonna need some help and I can't do it alone. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm gonna sell it. I don't want you to change any of your plans. And I said, there's no way that's happening my whole life, my entire life, you've been at the business, you are the business. That's the face of it to me. We have to stay. I'm, I'm going to stay here. Um, so I said, what are you going to do? I, I was being headhunted at the time. So I told him, dad, don't worry. I'm going to come in. I'm going to figure it out. I'll be Everything will be fine. <laughs> so we came in and uh, when I came in, I've, I had always understood it as a shipping company growing up. Yes, we're in shipping. That's how I understood the entire company. Uh, when I joined, I started to realize that Hey, we're actually a software company, we're a technology company, and that's what we need to position ourselves as. That's where the world is going. And when I thought of that, we put together a business plan that we we sat down together and everyone was happy to move towards more of this e-commerce SaaS technology type of vibe. Um, the first thing I did was I called MTS because me and him wanted to work together. And I said, MTS, this is cooler than either of us knew. <laughs> you know, this would be a really good opportunity. He said, okay, if you're serious, get your dad to call me and then we can have a meeting that's where everything kind of started from. And then uh, Riz also mentioned Mo so i came into the business uh intiaz was here maybe a couple of months later and mo as well Uh, we have been trying to do his lmia for the longest time and riz finally when i joined he said imran i'm tired of it you you take it over and luckily on the seventh try they accepted mo and a few months later he was there so all within a span of six months of of me landing in the company we had intiaz we had mo who's my cousin and sarah who's my sister all part of the company so that was that was a nice strong start for us to have a good core team uh, because we all each had our specialties. I had studied marketing in school as well. Uh, Mthias was very well-versed in sales, was very good in strategy, processes, and Sarah was also very good in content marketing and, and sales. Uh, so all of us together being able to play on each other's strengths and um, for myself, I was never initially gonna go into tech, um, but we were a small company at the time. I was someone who had some tech knowledge, so Riz threw me into the deep end, said, you know, let's go figure it out. We need, we need to improve our processes. Um, and consumer technology versus enterprise technology is a massive difference, which I did not know at that time. But I picked things up and we we went from our initial V1 platform, which you've seen, to the V2 platform that we rebuilt over a span of five years. Um, it's now operational. Most of our customers are moving over to it. So anyone who signs up from this podcast, they'd be coming up onto the new platform. And that's something we had ideated about five years ago. And we said, we're going to go ahead with this in five years and a few million dollars later here we are and now we're ready to really go after the e-commerce world with best in class technology
1: wow i i have to check that out i think i always get invited to join the new platform and i'm just too scared to change anything i'm like okay you're
0: on the migration list yes elena
1: (laughs) i'm like i see it and i'm like okay it takes so long sometimes to train a team to do something that i'm like okay if i change it i just yeah okay but here's a dream team, right? Riz, you have this incredible dream team now. And I, I want to put this question to all of you is what advice do you have for that small business entrepreneur struggling with growth right now? And there's, there's like hundreds of thousands of us out there and people are like, okay, like I throw in the towel what do i need to do if you had like one key advice or two that you would say okay well instead of throwing the towel do this with the towel what would you say
2: i i would say that to be honest with you a lot of small companies have to go over a lot of hurdles um uh, technology is one thing but to be able to keep up with the growth is a totally different thing. And of all the people you should know, because you know a lot of people start from their garage and doing things on a part-time basis, and all of a sudden they get inundated with day-to-day uh, operations. Uh, now, all of a sudden, the garage is not big enough. What do they do? Uh, with the prices of real estate, Real estate, the way it is today, is it's a it's a it's a big problem for a small company to say I'm going to go into my own warehouse because that's a cost that he's going to have to carry for the next five years, regardless of how his business or her business is doing. That's where we come in. Mm -hmm. That's where we come in, and we say you don't actually need a warehouse. Mm
1: -hmm. Let
2: us help you with your fulfillment. Let us give you technology for free. Let us give you the best options out there for shipping. All you got to do is stay on top of your marketing. Do what you do best. Sell your product. Advice. The rest of it, leave it up to us. And MTS, we can talk more on that.
1: All right, your turn, MTS. Any word of advice? Yeah. To struggling? It's
3: funny because that's exactly what I wrote down as a first piece of advice is focus on your core competence, right? Um, as an entrepreneur, um, your passion is in product development, in selling and in marketing. <clears throat> Logistics and everything else that comes with it, whether it's tech, accounting, you know, find the right partners or find the right people within your business who can help you to ensure that you stay focused on what you're really, really good at. And I think that's, um, it kind of brings everything we're talking to uh, about together. Um, there is no way that riz on his own could have achieved what he's achieved today and that goes for every unique person within this business but as a team we've been able to focus on the areas that we're really good at and then be able to provide advice and support in areas that we might not be the core people but have an insight into and i think when it comes to small businesses um it's all about diversifying your attack right um today the marketplace is extremely different to what it was even three years ago. Um, So if you say, for example, in the US now, TikTok has started actually fulfilling products. So you can sell on TikTok and they'll actually fulfill it on your behalf. Um, If you see how far the likes of Facebook, um, Instagram marketing, and so on have gone from the earlier days, um, there's so many different things that you're able to kind of think about, but you don't have to be a master in it. And part of our um, value proposition to customers, as Riz was mentioning earlier, is we have business segments that we created specifically for customers who asked us, hey, I'm trying to grow from a marketing perspective. Do you guys know a good marketing outfit that I can work with? Or my wife's fed up of me having all my product in the basement. She needs the space. Do you know somebody who can do warehousing for me? Um, and so we actually grew on the basis of this organic request and requirement from our customers, seeing that actually it's coming in so often, we need to invest in how we can support our customers' life cycle. And um, I think why I mentioned that critically is because there are so many different types of businesses out there that can help you with a lot of the functionality of a successful business. So always figure out what you're really good at and then hone in on that and see where you can partner up with either people or organizations so that you're not pulled into things that are a waste of time uh, or that, you know, you just take up too much of your time.
1: I love that. I love that. Can't wait to read your book.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> As you know, I like to keep my podcast short and sweet. And this interview with eShipper was so jam-packed with great info, we had to split it into two parts. So stay tuned for episode 171 coming soon.